0: Pretty important match down at Hagley Oval today with the Black Caps hosting once again the Indians. Weather's been playing a muck with this tour. Hopefully it'll stay away. There are showers forecast, but if we get a game's play, a day's play, I'm uh, hoping we get a little bit of insight of what's been going on. From two meter Peter Pete and Fulton, former Black Cap joins us. Good Pete. Good must have been pretty heartened, like all of us, uh, with uh, Tom Latham and Kane Williamson's partnership last time they were together. Two hundred and twenty-one run partnership and an unbelievable innings by Tom Latham. That they've righted the ship.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it was extremely impressive to watch. Uh, you know, a big chase, even though the boundaries at Eden Park, um, you know, a pretty batsman friendly. Um, anytime you're chasing over three hundred, it's it's never going to be an easy chase, and yeah, they they made it look easy in the end.
0: For me, watching Tom Latham there, it's a pretty good advertisement that domestic cricket um, is still a good preparation ground for internationals because he looked so good. I mean, he's a classy player and he's got plenty of experience, but um, hadn't played for the Black Caps for a while. Really impressed with his, his innings.
1: Yeah, look, I, I completely agree. I, I was talking to someone the other day about that. Um, you know, he's had four first-class games. Canterbury, and he's had one four trophy game, and and like I said, he's come straight back into international cricket against the, you know, against a really strong team, and and yeah, hasn't hasn't missed a beat. So, yep, that's a great advertisement for domestic cricket, and you know, probably a you know good a good um a good message if you like for you know for young guys on the domestic circuit that you know if you can if you can work hard and and improve, and like I said, you can have success at the international level too. <laughs>
0: When I look at games of cricket, I always take about five factors. There's uh, Team A, Team B, there's the umpiring, there's the weather, and there's the ground. And Hagley Oval is a happy hunting ground for New Zealand. They've won 10 of their last 11 matches at Hagley. What's the idiosyncrasies around the pitch, the venue, the setting, that agrees with New Zealand cricketers down at Hagley?
1: Oh, look, I think it's it's a a, a pretty good wicket. Um, Pace and bounce, for you know, for the bowlers, if you if you're good enough to exploit it, um, you know, and you get you get value for shots, fast outfield, um, you know, the boundaries are pretty big, and I think you know New Zealand teams, um, you know, they they know the conditions and they know how to they know how to bowl on that on that wicket. So, um, yeah, like I said, I think you would expect if, if New Zealand play well, I would, I would I would think that you know Hagley will bang on Hagley will, um, you know, it'll it'll suit them well, and and hopefully they'll be too good for India.
0: We've got a pretty good uh, complement of medium to fast bowlers. Um do, do you foresee that you've just mentioned pace and bounce and I wanted to bring that up, but you you suit me. But I did know that before you said it. Uh could you foresee a time, no spinners, at Hagley for a New Zealand team?
1: Oh yeah, I mean I think in in test cricket obviously that's the way it's that's the way it's sort of um it's been in recent times. But I think in white ball cricket there's always gonna be a role for the spinners there, especially with the nature of the you know the size of the boundaries um, that that plays into the spinner's hands, and and you know there's also bounce. So yeah, I think it's just a it's a it's a cricket wicket where if you bat well, you can score runs, and if you're a you know if you're a good bowler, then you will have success regardless of whether your bowl pace or spin.
0: I see um, Adam Milne was stood down for the last match, but the expectation he will play he will play in this match. We and. Uh, we're pretty blessed in our pace bowling, and I'm just wondering about the the management of it. It must be it must be tricky, um, you know, like new ball, first change, second change, death, all of that. But we haven't really got weaknesses in our pace attack, have we?
1: No, no, we haven't. There's, there's a lot of depth. Um, you know, even with someone like Trent Bolt now, sort of, um, i guess just potentially not not playing much anymore. Um, so so yeah, a lot of depth. Uh, a lot of competition for places. Uh, you know, when you think that, you know, Kyle Jamieson's, you know, out injured at the moment and he's still got to come back. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of competition. And um, I guess it's a little bit of that, I guess that, you know, sometimes dreaded word about rotation probably and just trying to make sure that, you know, you can um, keep everyone fit and, you know, available for selection. it
0: has been a lot of talk about Kane Williamson in the T20 um, environment. A really valuable uh innings for him last up 94 96 whatever he got um he'll be pretty happy that 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 happened in the format it's still white ball without the crash and dash of t20 but he's still a, a fine one-day batsman oh yeah no loveman
1: like, I, I think he's he's a fine batsman full stop um you know i know there's been a lot of a lot of talk about the t20 format um you know what's his best position you know where should he bat, how should he bat but yeah he's He's a he's a obviously world class player and um, you know one one day cricket test cricket suits him suits him down to the ground and like I said it probably was only, only going to be a matter of time before he before he came good and got a big score.
0: We've had a few listeners and myself included sort of question. We don't utilise a floating batting lineup very often. We used to back in the day, and sometimes you'd even see Lance Cairns come coming at three if if the time was right. Do you feel like we're being um, flexible enough to maybe put, send someone in who's who's slated to be six or seven, chuck them in at four because the conditions suit, or are, are we just sort of entrenched and just stick to our batting order?
1: Oh, I think there's probably sort of, I guess, a case for, for both ways. I mean, you know, most most batters like, I guess, those, that sort of routine and that consistency of knowing, knowing where they're going to bat. Um, you know, you also hear the argument quite often that, you know, you just want to have your, your best batsman face the most balls. So, um, yeah, I think I think especially in you know in, in places where the wickets have got pace and bounce, sometimes it can actually be quite hard for a guy who's used to batting you know lower down the order to come out and you know try and play some shots against the new ball and um, you know with with that extra pace and bounce. So, yeah, I, I don't think we'll be seeing it. Um, in New Zealand anytime soon. Um, but it may be something that they look at, uh, for example, a World Cup in India when the wickets are a bit flatter and slower.
0: And finally, we're talking to Peter Fulton. Uh, the, the most talked about cricketer in the last seven days is a guy that's not playing, and that's Martin Guptal who's heading over to the Big Bash. You've played with him. You know him really well. Um, from what I see, a very determined man who will not give up the dream of playing in next year's World Cup. What are you expecting his response on the field to be?
1: Oh, look, I mean, I think, I think it's first and foremost. I mean, I guess it's just part of professional sport is that you get, you get older and you get closer to the, closer to the end of your career than the start of it. And, um, you know, there's, there's, I guess, always a risk that you're going to be left out or someone's going to come along that's, you know, younger and better and maybe takes your spot. So, look, I think there's no doubt what, you know, Martin Guptill's done for New Zealand over a long period of time. He's been, you know, one of our, probably one of our best white ball players ever. So, um yeah, I guess like I said it's part and parcel of, of the sport. Um and obviously by, you know, I guess opting out of his flat catch contract and trying to play in some T twenty leagues around the world he's he's not made himself unavailable, but I would imagine it'll be probably reasonably difficult for him to get back in the team because um yeah, they'll they'll probably look to try and give those other guys like Philadelphia an opportunity. So yeah, hopefully it's not the hopefully it's not the last last time we've seen him for New Zealand. I think he's I think he's played 199 ODIs from New Zealand or 198 or something. So, um, yeah, like I said, hopefully not the last percent of him. But if it is, it's, um, yeah, he's been an amazing player for a long time.
0: Can, can you see that policy changing or easing a little bit over the, the coming seasons? And I've been saying for a couple of years, I think Colin Munro is one of our best uh, openers in white ball cricket and T20s in particular, he's just dominating leagues in the Caribbean and the big bash. And he's just on a tear, but he's never in the conversation. Uh, can you see a time that those sorts of guys could make their way back in? Not those, not Martin and Colin Munro in particular, but, but the scenarios that they are playing in, can you see a time that New Zealand will say he's too, too good to leave out, we want him back in?
1: Um, well, I guess it depends on I guess the landscape and what happens. I mean, It's three or four players now in the last few months that have that have, I guess, opted out or declined a, you know, a a New Zealand contract. Um, So if that if that trend keeps, you know, continues, then I guess New Zealand cricket, you know, may not have much choice. But um, yeah, I guess it's it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? It's It's a slippery slope if you if you say we're gonna we're gonna just keep picking guys regardless of whether they accept the contract or not, then you may well find that. No one accepts the contract. So, um yeah, it's like I said, tricky, tricky, tricky situation and um yeah, I'm not sure sort of anyone really knows how it's gonna end up looking like.
0: Yeah, it is a tricky one, isn't it? And just um domestically, uh, I know you're in um Whangarei at the moment. You're never too far away from cricket. What are you up to at the moment?
1: Uh, I've got four trophy. <coughs> four trophy up in Whangarei, So um yeah, it's good to good to be back into the, the white ball format at domestic level and you know, I think in the next sort of two or three weeks there's gonna be some really good cricket on around the country with you know, most of the most of the black caps will be available at some stage before they go to Pakistan. So yeah, well, i a great opportunity for some people to get out and, and you know, see some of New Zealand's best players in action.
0: Absolutely brilliant. Hey Pete, thanks heaps for talking to us on match day. Really appreciate your time.
1: Not a problem. Thank you.